This is your Frederick Real Estate Update, a conversation about the regional real estate market with tips for buyers and sellers. Your hosts, REMAX Results' Darren Ahern and Presidential Bank Mortgage's Terry Kernan. Hey folks, welcome back to your Frederick Real Estate Update. I am Darren Ahern with REMAX Results, bringing you over 20 years of experience and helping nearly 700 families in the Maryland and Pennsylvania area region here. And I also have with me the one and only, since we're loving Top Gun still, the wingman from Presidential Bank Mortgage, Mr. Terry Kernan. How you doing, buddy? Great. How about you? All right. Another good week. Another fun week. Moving and shaking and baking out there, isn't it? Love the volatility. (laughs) Happy summer, everybody. All right. We're going to get right into it, Terry. Today, also later on, we're going to answer a couple questions from our awesome audience. We want to thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you've not heard us too much and you are joining us, you can go on WFMD.com. Go into the drop-down section under your Frederick Real Estate update. And you are going to find the last 259 programs that will give you about everything you can imagine to be so well-informed and armed and dangerous when it comes time to selling and buying a home and getting a mortgage. All right, Terry, let's go. What you got? What's happening? So. <laughs> so. So. What's going on in the world this week? Absolutely nothing. No. Um, <laughs> it's kind of quiet out there, isn't it, in the swimming pool so this as summer? I said last week, last week was just full of volatility. Okay? <laughs> yeah, it was. It was crazy. The Fed's raised by three quarters of a point. Everybody was expecting 0.5. And what they did was they raised the cost of funds to 0.75%. So on Wednesday, uh, Chairman Powell went on Capitol Hill and he presented his semi-annual testimony. And it just happened to be right after uh, they raised the rates by three quarters of a point. And basically what he said was the, the American economy is very strong and well positioned to hire, to handle tighter monetary policy. So what does that mean? That means that what he basically said, and he did say this, he said, we're going to continue to raise rates until we get this inflation under control. And when we do that, we are guaranteeing we're going to raise rates. We just don't know how much we're going to raise them at this point. So that 0.75 increase, they hadn't seen in years and years, in decades, they hadn't raised them by 0.75%. Okay, so what you're taking a look at is we could very possibly see another 0.75%. This week has been a lot calmer in the market. Yeah. Because the investors have kind of, um, let's say they're applauding the Fed for taking such a tough stance and not backing down or coming under pressure from Congress or anybody else or Wall Street. They went ahead and bumped it 0.75%, and they said, we could do it again in July. We don't know. Um, all 18 members of the of the Fed committee, all the governors, they basically said, we are going to continue to raise rates, and most of them feel that the cost of money, which three months ago was basically zero, now it's 1.75, one and a half to 1.75. They feel that most of the, most of the governors feel that and these are governors of the Federal Reserve. These are not state governors. These are right. Federal Reserve governors, you know, Atlanta and on down the line, Pittsburgh. So what they're saying is that they feel that the cost of funds is probably going to be around 3% by the end of the year. So the the increases are going to continue. My feel is that's great. You got We got to get this inflation under control. But the thing that we have to do is we can't be ready, shoot, aim mentality, which we've done so many times as a government in the past or as a monetary thing is 
is they know that they let the transitory term hang around too long. Yeah. Transitory inflation turned out to, oh, gosh, this is really bad inflation. So we basically are going to see a slowdown here. Uh, I've seen a slowdown in the last week, uh, but now things are calmer. I have gotten more calls in the last three days than I had in the previous two weeks. Uh, people saying, okay, I'm ready to go. I can handle the 6% rate. Um, things could get higher. Things could very well get higher by the end of the year. But the feeling is is that we may be hitting a recession probably in 2023. Yeah, okay? yeah, that's the so, feeling. So basically... Basically, what I'm saying is that is that things have settled down. They've calmed down a little bit. But don't forget that in three weeks, we're going to be in the same exact position where the anxiety is going to come back with the Fed. Basically, are they going to do a half point, a quarter point, or that full three-quarter point bump again? Will they ever do a one-point jump? No, that, that signals that, that the that the you know, ship has hit the iceberg and the band's playing on the deck and <laughs> things are going down, okay? That's not going to happen. Nope. Uh, and they don't want to send that message. So basically what we're taking a look at is rates are going to continue to rise, I believe, through the end of the year. Um, but this too shall pass, okay? Uh, we're going to get through this. It's not a big deal. I think the idea is you got to just stay calm. You know, it's not a fire. It's not the ship hitting the iceberg. Everything's going to be okay. If you look at the last 50 years, 6% is still much lower than the average rate over the last 60 year, 50 years. Yeah. One of the questions, Terry, before we get into numbers and all that, was someone to say, what will happen if interest rates don't come back down? Um, some of my thoughts were that buyer demand will just continue to slow down because it's an affordability issue. As we know, the higher yes. the interest rates go up, the higher the payment, the less they can afford, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then we'll have a bigger issue for sellers. And then, you know, the real question we're getting to is, are you still seeing multiple offers and such? Uh, $350 and under, yeah, we're still seeing um, about 40% to half amount of the homes out there that are active. They're getting offers, are still getting multiple offers, but they're not okay. really high. When they're multiple offers... They're not so much as far as in value. It's more or less they're getting to like what kind of financing, how much is being put down. Are you doing an inspection versus as is? Um, the under appraisal addendums, throwing out completely of home inspection, that stuff's gone. That, as we know, went away about a month or so ago or more, two so, months ago. So some of the craziness is leaving the market. Yeah, that's all market. gone. Okay. You know, we're back to more very, very, very normal <laughs> terms and conditions we're seeing in offers. Let's use good. the word civil. Yeah, we're getting civil. We're getting to be playing field. <laughs> and what's happened is the sellers getting mad. They're getting mad. They're like they're starting to think. Well, what the madness is this? Why is this? Why are the buyers in a multiple offer situation? Thanks for two offers, but or more, three offers maybe. Instead of twenty, they're like, well, why is the, Why aren't the buyers going up? You know, forty thousand dollars higher. Well, why are they only going up five thousand? Because it's a different market now. Um, be glad you're even getting full price. I had two property. I had a property. I got two full price offers on, and it really just kind of came down to terms and conditions. Mm -hmm. One doing a home inspection. The other one, none. Well, which one's more, you know, better for the seller in that scenario? It's pretty much a no brainer. It's the buyer that's throwing one away. So we're seeing some of that, but we're seeing from what I'm hearing from other agent and colleagues is we're seeing a lot more people not doing as is anymore. They're just throwing out the window and they're like, oh. 
I'm going to take my chance. I want to do, I want to be able to ask for something to get fixed. I want to maybe get some closing costs and leverage that if the seller's not willing to fix anything. That's the kind of stuff we're seeing as far as that's concerned. But the big thing is if, if interest rates don't come back down again, the affordability, we're just going to have less buyer demand um, overall. And so the buyer demand right now has come down. Um, I will say in the last two years, this is the least amount of buyers that I've been working with. I've got three. I normally would have about five to 10 at this time of the year. Okay. Okay. So I got three buyers right now. I have probably 30 that if the absolute perfect house, perfect scenario, and I could get the house for $5, I'll pull the trigger today. Of course, Your Honor. But that's the mass majority of people that are sitting on the sidelines. There's really mm-hmm. no major incentive to move. The ones that I do have, they have a very justifiable reason why they need to move, why they need to buy right now. So people are buying more out of necessity, more than I, uh, I'd i like to, but it's more of the, well, we'll see what happens. We're not as anxious as we were. And some of that becomes the idea that prices could come down just a little bit. And we are seeing 29% of all sellers in the last week. I'm sorry, in the past month, 29% of all sellers that have been on the market for 30 days or more have made a value adjustment. And so, and I'm sure that's been done. One of mine, we did, uh, you know, a little bit reluctant. And uh, it's just what it is. It's like, it's just getting ahead of the game, ahead of the curve, ahead of the change to make sure that you're not, um, you know, sitting there stalemate. Because I'll tell you now, if you're not getting a showing every day or every other day, I can pretty much assure you with the level of buyer demand still at this time of the year, yeah, you're, you're definitely value isn't probably right. So one thing that I've seen a definite increase in, and I barely saw any in the last two years, is open houses. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and that's the number one sign yep. that things have slowed down. Or are slowing down. Yes. Is I'm seeing more and more. So we're doing more and more open house sheets. You know, before I'd say to a realtor, hey, you know, we can do these open house sheets. we got this great marketing program. Uh, unbelievable. Looks great. I've done a bunch for you. And and the the realtor's response don't was, need it. don't need it. I've, I've got, you know, five contracts coming in. That's it. Well, five offers before the ink on the paper for <laughs> right. the flyer can get into the box outside on the sign is dry. So I'm starting to see yep. more requests for open house sheets and starting to see more open houses. The other thing that I'm seeing, and I, I watch it closely because we love the beach and somewhere way down the road, you know, we may wind up at the beach. But I always keep an eye on the beach uh, because that's a market that interests me. And when I say the beach, uh, I'm talking Ocean City. You know, if it, I don't really look in Bethany because things just got so out of control there. But things have gotten out of control in Ocean City with the prices. But now I'm starting to see things sit on the market longer. Oh yeah, and I'm starting I've been to watching see. Too. I'm, I'm starting to see price adjustments mm-hmm. um, coming down, and uh, so that is an area that. Um, and we've talked about that. It's very hard to get a uh, second home and investment home yeah. financing right now. Uh, one of the things that we're looking at at Presidential is coming up with an adjustable rate um, to help affordability at the beach, to help affordability if you're going to buy an investment property. We're going to look at a 7-1 arm that's going to be more of the market rate. And that's how we're going to have to conquer this second home because at the beach you can't get any financing right now it's just it's just crazy it's rates are you know seven percent with two and three points because 
they can't put it into their portfolio. Yeah, right. You know, they've got to limit those in the portfolio. So we are starting to see adjustable rates come back. That's going to hurt the values. A secondary market investment or second home market like Ocean City and other places like that, predominantly, if you don't have a lot of buyer demand that's primary residence for there, you're absolutely right. Their values is going to crack the fastest simply because it's so hard to get financing. It's almost like a condo. Uh, that does not, that you can't get an FHA loan for and such like that, that it can only be, say, conventional. Well, of course, that's going to hurt the seller. That's going to kill your value. It's going to hurt it 5, 10, 15%. Who knows, right? But it's definitely a game changer for value. That's the thing I see about what I'm paying attention to. And that's why, you know, I've been always interested. As everybody knows, I've lived down there. I had stores there out of college and I was lived there for years. And so I'm very familiar with Ocean City's market. And as far as a second home, yeah, it can be really good if you're going to Airbnb it at three hundred bucks a night or twenty five or three thousand dollars a week. It's going to be profitable, but these values right now are going to crack hard. Whenever somebody can't, you know, somebody's going to put down twenty five, thirty percent, pay seven and a half percent interest rates with points. <laughs> that's going to be that's going to make you second guess it all, right? Yeah. So, so, so the beach, I think we're going to see come back to uh, come back and. To orbit, yes. you know, it's it's been in outer space yeah, for the last several months. Crazy, so. but a seven one arm that sounds good. We're going to talk more about that because we did have someone ask: Is it smart to start thinking about doing an arm loan rather than a fixed rate loan coming up? So I need you to think about that. All right, recession. We talked about this. We haven't gotten into this. A recession doesn't equal a housing crisis. Go ahead and share about because the big chatter word box now is we're going to have a recession, a depression, all this stuff. And that doesn't always mean values. See, a recession doesn't mean necessarily all values of homes go down. Incorrect. It could, could in certain areas. The problem is 2008. That's the problem. And if you get your head away from 2008 and you think about what you're going to share right now, eh, it's a different story maybe. You never know. But go ahead and share. So, so one of the things, and, and I've said it on the show a million times, fear breeds fear. We saw a lot of that last week. Anxiety breeds anxiety. And one of the biggest things is they were talking about, well, with the rates going up, it's going to put us into a recession. Okay. So really what is a recession? A recession is two quarters back to back. So six months where the GDP is, it's not growing anymore, where the GDP is, is down. Okay, so that's basically what a recession is, is where the economy slows down and it is no longer chugging at these huge numbers. So the first thing that everybody has kind of said to me, and I talked last week, I talked to a lot of people that were just so anxious about what's going on, is that value of my house is going to go down if we hit a recession. And I couldn't disagree with them because I didn't know the facts. I didn't look at it. Yeah, right. I'd say, well, that's not necessarily true. And they said, well, 2008 and da-da-da-da. Yep. So I did some research. I found some interesting things. Let's take a look at the last six recessions, okay? 1980, 1981, 1991, 2001, 2008. 2008, and then to 2020, okay? In the last six recessions, housing prices went down in only two of them, okay? So let's think about this. 2008 was the perfect storm for everything, okay? We don't have to talk about what happened in 2008, oh, but man. I will tell Just you that... watch the movie Wall Street a couple times. Yes, yes. Uh, the Big Short. Yeah, The Big watch Short. Watch The that Big Short. The Big Short. So... 
Watch the big short, but you'll understand 2008, we lost 19.7% of the value on average across this country during that recession. That recession to me was more of a depression. Okay. Yeah, no but kidding. what we're taking a look at is 2008. That's what everybody has on their mind. But in 2020, we had a recession. A lot of people said, who? We had a recession? Yes, we did. Yeah, we did. What happened to home sales in 2020? 6% increase. Okay. 2020 or 2001, we had a recession in 2001. How many people remember that recession? Nobody. You know why? Because home values went up 6.6%. Right, because that was only tied to, what was it, the dot-com or what, what was it, 2001? That was tied to more of the dot-com stuff, wasn't it? Yes. That's why it wasn't mortgage. 2008 was a mortgage meltdown. 2001 was a dot-com investing dot side. 2020 was COVID, for God's sakes, which yes. was a health thing, a health crisis, and jobs and everything shutting down, which we've never had that, that forced a recession, right? Yep. And actually, because of that happening, we saw housing increase, the demand for housing increase to be able to live and be where I want to be since I'm going to be now telecommuting, sticking at home and working from home and be with my family. God knows how long that that created an increase. But go ahead back to 91 because I remember that one good. So 91, okay, home values went down 1.9%. So let's say they went down 2% during that recession. So 1991 down 2%, 2008 down 20%. Those are basically the only two recessions. Yeah. Now, in 1981, okay? In First of 1981, all, 1991 was the Gulf War. What was this? What was the reason for a recession in 91? Do you remember? I, what was the, what would what would we pin that on today? Uh, I don't remember. I'd have to I look thought that up. Interest rates went pretty high. They were well, interest, 10, rates. Right? interest rates were high. Um, economy stuff. We had economy things. We had the Gulf War thing. We had a lot of stuff going on in 91. I was in college. Mm-hmm. And I do remember, and I know because we built homes, we did Portwell Foundations, my parents, uh, our company. And 91, I remember our business went from like $20 million to like $12 million. Mm-hmm. We almost went like 40% in our um, production, which was related to nothing but housing. So, bingo, we knew something was going on. Even though I was uh, in college, I was, I was smart enough to know, this ain't, this ain't good. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, so interest rates in 2008 were 6%, like they are today. Yep. In 1992, they were about 9%, or or, uh, 91, they were about 9%. 9 to 10, yeah. But think about this. In 1981, where everybody talks about interest rates, that was the highest period I can ever remember interest rates being, and I think it's the highest they've ever been. They were, on average, 1981 at 16%. Guess what happened during that recession? Home values went up 3.5%. Are you kidding me? That's Exactly. Are you kidding me? And the only thing that could drive that in a market that's 16% interest rates is pure buyer demand. Mm -hmm. Had to be. Nothing else could possibly do that, right? Right. High buyer demand. So we had a recession in 1980 and 1981, okay? In 1980, interest rates were at 13.75% on average. And they went up. And home values went up. On average, 6%. Yeah, which is above average. Yes. So during the worst time of interest rates in our economy ever, where rates were 16, 13, 14 to 16%, home values increased almost 10%. So here's the moral of what I pull away with these last six recessions and, and, and how it affected housing and values and everything is really this. The two times, the two times that we saw a decline in values during a, a recession, 
primarily was pointing to um, was was not pointing to interest rates going up. It was more pointing towards our economy deteriorating because of a mortgage meltdown and the stock market meltdown or other factors that directly are related to the economy as a whole, not just one segment. That's yeah. what I walk away with. Yeah. So now when somebody says, wow, we're going in a recession, my house is going to lose value. Now I've got some education behind me that I can say, no, no. Uh, doesn't necessarily mean that's going to happen. Doesn't mean that's going to happen. But the number that stunned me the most was 80 and 81, where you had interest rates between 14 and 16%. And values, of and values went up 10% in those two years. Here's the next thing to look at, piece of the pie that helps people, is what was the inflation average rates during those six recessions? Where was inflation? Because right now, we're having it grow and get out of control the fastest we've ever seen it, I believe. But yet we're doing and taking measures to get it under control as fast as we possibly can as well. So that would be an interesting um, factor to see what was the inflationary numbers during these times as well. So there so, you go. So, so, you, so, Professor, you just gave yeah, me Yeah, I gave you a homework, Terry. Another homework lender. assignment. You may You're even know me, You may know that. You You're may know that. killing me. But yeah. this is good. I think this is all very positive news, though, for people to not panic and realize it doesn't necessarily mean the sky is actually falling. Yeah. And to see, and let's be honest, the affordability, I don't think it's going to be a bad, crazy bad thing if in the next year or two we see values in our area flatten out, right? Like plateau out or come down 5, 7, 10%. That's not the sky is falling because think about it. From the last height of the last market, which was 06, 07, right? 06, 07. Mm -hmm. We are still, Terry, we are still 25% as a whole in Frederick County. We're still 25% right now above the last high, which means we could lose 25% of our values in our homes right now and be back to 2005 and six prices. Mm -hmm. The problem is that's been 13, 14 years ago or whatever. So there's the issue. But if you to go back, say, and say, well, instead of having 15 and 20 or 10 or 15 percent year appreciation, which we've had recently, and we got back to three to five percent, well, what does that number now look like if we just maintained a three percent margin rather than going back to 05 prices? I don't want to get too technical here, but that number is what I would call the real number if we could have that, because that stays in lines with people's incomes, the kind of raises they get. So security increases and like the whole dynamics. Inflation is what screws up all of it, not just housing stuff. So those two factors is why I brought that inflationary thing back into play, how that affects things, because that's a really key, key thing, because that deals with the purchasing power of the average American person. Okay. Well said. All right. Let's get into the next stuff. Let's do numbers real quick. Three ninety nine active homes on the market. Uh, we only have about two minutes in the program. Three ninety nine. 249 resale and 21 average days on the market with an average price of 475. New construction went up. We're up to 150. Okay. Come on now. They went from 130 to 150. 94 coming soon. We still are having a hard time breaking 100, which means sellers aren't panicking. That's a good thing overall. Pending under contracts, 880 with 487 resales. 504 homes sold in the last 30 days was an average time of 13 days on the market for just the resales because new ones screwed that up. And the big one, Terry, you always like to know is the list of average price sell ratio is still holding, holding at 102. That's amazing. It is more than amazing. That is amazing. When that number goes down to 97 or 96, 
different conversation. Okay. Yeah. So, so real quick, the 102, I know what it stands for. It's That's the average sales price above the list price. Does that consider today's list price or what I listed it 30 days ago? 30 days ago. It does. Okay. Yep. Go. Before. All right. So we got one more minute left. This is the big hot topic I'm dealing with, guys. This is one minute left. Incomplete contracts. I had a situation where I had an incomplete offer come over. My job is to protect my seller and ensure accuracy so that no one has a problem later on. And the problem is going to be this. I asked for that to be filled out. The other agent didn't complete that in there. I talked with the lender, got all the details to protect my seller and to make sure it's complete. And after getting that, the buyer, then they had rescinded the contract because they were not happy that I contacted their lender a couple times to make sure the numbers were accurate. Go figure. We live in a crazy world. You never know what's going to happen. But here's the scary part about it with like 20 seconds left. If I had allowed my seller, Terry, to accept that contract that is not completed, the problem would have been we would have had a voidable contract. That is scary stuff. And next week, I'm going to hit on that a little bit of how that affects buyers and sellers. Hey, guys, take care. Happy selling and buying. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you next week on your Frederick Real Estate Update. Take care now. Looking to purchase a home or refinance your existing mortgage? If so, Lawyer Signature Settlements is here to assist you with that process. Lawyer Signature Settlements is a local attorney-owned title company with over 100 years of combined experience conveniently located in Frederick, Maryland. We are licensed to conduct closings in the states of Maryland, Pennsylvania, Virginia, and West Virginia. With two attorneys on staff here at Lawyer Signature Settlements, we ensure the most thorough review process paired with affordable rates, accommodating scheduling, and outstanding customer service. So next time you need to place your signature on closing documents, call Lawyer Signature Settlements at 301-695-1235 or visit us on the web at www.signaturesettlements.com. We hope to see you at the closing table. Hello, this is Terry Kernan with Presidential Bank Mortgage in downtown Frederick. And the best way to reach me always is on my cell phone at 301-639-9244. 301-639-9244, or you can always email me at tkernan at presidential.com. And this is Darren Ahern from REMAX Results. You can reach me anytime, 240-344-1713. Again, it's 240-344-1713 or at darrenahern at gmail.com. Thanks so much for tuning in to your Frederick Real Estate Update. We will see you each and every Saturday right here on WFMD at 11 o'clock.